And do you say your name is Mac, Katie Mac? Katie Mac, yeah. All right, just wanted to check. Yeah, so, that's right. Welcome, Katie Mack, to the podcast. This is Weishi Radio. I'm excited to have you on because your podcast, I actually don't remember how it fell into my lap, but I found it <laughs> and I thought this is really interesting. So it's a podcast which is about dating and the very fact that it is a podcast and you don't see the person who's there, you're just listening to them. I thought this sounds like body positivity for me. So I'll Obviously, that is what I do, talk to people about body positivity, body confidence, and being a single woman myself as well, having to navigate being single and working with body confidence and body image, I thought it'd be really interesting to have you on and we could talk a little bit about that. So if you'd like to start by just introducing yourself and tell us a little bit about your podcast. Awesome. Thank you, Nicola, for having me on. I'm super excited to be here as well. And I think we can have some really interesting conversations because body confidence and dating are very linked, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, I'm Katie Mack. I'm the host and creator of the very first dating podcast, Single Sounds, that showcases single people, as you said, and then the listeners can write in if they want to date the characters. So that's obviously before they get to see them. So trying to put personality first other, other than physical attributes, which is probably a bit more superficial um i started the podcast in february 2022 and i've set up quite a few first dates um, that i've had really positive feedback and um i've also got my first official couple which is really exciting yeah i heard that episode <laughs> i'm very very happy about that i've always said if i just set one person up that's that's it i'm done <laughs> i keep going but i feel like it was worth something if i've mm, made one absolutely couple. especially if you get a wedding <laughs> yeah i would love to be invited to a wedding It'd be great so exciting so what was your inspiration for the podcast it actually started because i met my current so i'm not single myself i met my current partner in lockdown and it was lockdown one so if everyone remembers that was back in like april 2020 where you literally weren't allowed to leave your house um i was kind of on the dating apps and i don't really know why i was just bored to be honest um and then i had one virtual date and it was awful he literally left within an hour saying he was hungry but it was like 10 o'clock at night and he said he wanted to go get a snack and i was like okay that means you just don't want to talk to me anymore that's fine and we just mutually ghosted each other which worked out um and he was the next person I, I matched with and I thought oh I look quite like their profile but I kind of wrote to him being like I don't really want to pen pal you for months because who knows when we'll be able to meet up um and he took it really well he's like don't worry it's fine um let's just um meet up when we can back in London so I was like okay we we're both at home at our parents houses but somehow the conversation just kept going and I was like you know a week in I was like right okay let's just have a call because after my last terrible experience <laughs> I was like I think I'll get a really good vibe if we're gonna match through a call um and it went really well we spoke for like three hours we had drinks we, it was on FaceTime so we could see each other having a drink so it's almost like being in a bar um and then yeah it, it just went really well we spoke for about a month and a half before meeting and I think that it is my most successful relationship because of that starting so I wanted to try and capture that and put it into a form that other people could replicate maybe not as extreme but just like a snippet you do get a lot from half an hour of someone speaking and I think that was the aim to try and like replicate that process and see if it could work for other people in a shorter form so that's why I thought maybe a dating podcast I searched high and low no one had ever tried it before so I was like it might be terrible <laughs> that might be because it's just an awful idea but it seems to be working quite well 
Yeah, I think it's a great idea. And Thank you. you you mentioning lockdown is something that I didn't even think of because I was actually in a relationship in lockdown. So mm. looking back now, I can't imagine what that must be like for people who are single, especially when you're living on your own as well. And then being able to go on all those dating apps and talk to different people, but not knowing yeah. when you're actually going to be able to meet them. Yeah, exactly. And I remember sneaking off because I didn't want my family to know I was like on these weird virtual calls of strangers. <laughs> and I'd just lie and say I was talking to my friends, but and then I'd like sneak the drinks upstairs. <laughs> it was very strange. <laughs> it was a very weird time, but it worked out for me. So I thought, obviously, we don't want to go back to lockdowns, but maybe yeah. we can keep some of the personality aspects of what lockdown dating did for many people. Do you think in a way that's something that would help people then in future, that if they meet someone, they spend a certain length of time talking to them before they meet them face to face? Mm. Or do you think it's good to get in there really quickly? I definitely think you don't want to waste your time. So as in, I've definitely had ones where I've been messaging someone for like eight weeks and then I do meet up with them and it's just the vibe is completely off. Um, But then I I do think that you don't want to match with someone and go on a date the next day. That's probably not a great idea either. <laughs> it kind of depends on what you're looking for. If you're trying to intentionally date, I feel like a week's a good ballpark to be like, we're spoken. I, I really think encouraging like a voice note, even if it's not a call before a date can be really helpful. I used to try and do that all the time just to get a sense of like who they were and how they spoke. And I think that's quite a big factor of if you're attracted to someone as well, if you like their voice. Um, yeah I heard you talking about that as well yeah. and I think listening to your podcast and it's based in London isn't it mm. and you're obviously a Londoner I have a London accent I come from London yeah. but I'm, I'm living in Liverpool and so for me hearing all the London accents I actually really love a London accent I didn't realize I did until I came here and it's just it feels like home for me so it's so familiar and so I totally get that that you can get that vibe of someone just from the sound of their voice yeah exactly it can be comforting I think if you you just like the sound of the, your voice and obviously communication is like the biggest factor of a relationship so if you don't like the sound of your their own voice it's not going to go very well is it <laughs> you're just not going to speak to each other um, so how does it actually work then so you have a guest on and they're obviously a single person you ask them all these questions but then when someone writes in and they want to date them how does it work yeah exactly so i don't do the matchmaking part i kind of and then my part is over so they write in saying I'd like to date that character obviously they're anonymous they usually use the podcast title name and then they can either receive the person's Instagram or their number and then it's up to them to message the guest and they can go from there obviously I say there's no pressure to go on the dates this is just a means of like matching people up who could be compatible it's not like a you have to go if you're not feeling comfortable I say to people treat it like a stranger like you would on an app use the same vigilance I guess because um I can't vet everyone (laughs) that writes in or comes on you know I can't ask for their criminal records so just be wary but also yeah I guess if you're writing in for someone you at least know they've had a conversation with me in person so you know they're real (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) that's that's another point yeah um so do you know if anyone's actually met someone without seeing their face or what they look like um that is a really good question. I think everyone sees at least one picture because even if you ask for their number, oh no, I did have one girl. I just sorry, I just thought she really wanted to make it a complete blind date. So she got the number of a guy and then she asked 
um, if she could text him instead of WhatsApp so she didn't see the icon. Um, so then it was completely blind. Um, and he agreed that that was OK, because obviously, again, I, you have to kind of the other person also has to be OK with that. Yeah. Um, but I know they only went on a date last Sunday, um, but they said they had a really nice time. So, yeah. that's awesome yeah because that was my thinking of the whole thing the fact that they're seeing someone getting to know their personality and maybe they'd go on a date without having seen each other but then obviously you've got whatsapp and you've got instagram Mm. but then again that's still a little bit like the dating sites isn't it it's all the pictures that you want people to see so you don't really get a sense of how someone is in real life yeah I find quite a lot of people want at least one photo so like from on the whatsapp icon just I think it just makes them feel a bit better that it's a real person mm. I think we're quite visual in that sense of just even if it's just their face not their whole body just like I roughly know who I'm looking for in the bar because I think mm. again that could be quite difficult the um, in the yellow jumper <laughs> yeah exactly uh but most people I suggest, if they really want to go along with the podcast format, they do ask for the number instead. Because obviously, like you said, if they get someone's WhatsApp, then it can easily turn into a whole swiping game of, oh, I don't like that photo or they look OK in that photo. And you might, you know, re- backtrack for superficial reasons just because you don't like a few of their Instagram grid mm. profile pictures or something. Has anybody done that? They've really liked someone's personality and then they've met them and they didn't like them because of the way they looked. I've never had f- feedback directly on that. I've had quite a few people that said that there was no romantic connection. And I'm not sure if they that was a polite way of saying I didn't find them attractive. Because obviously I'm not denying that I think that is a very crucial part in a relationship. You can't not be a- physically attracted to someone. I don't think long term that would work. Even yeah. if they are like the most compatible personality wise, it probably will just turn into a friendship. But my main aim was to just try and get past the superficial aspects of the like what you look like first so I think you can definitely prejudge too quickly on the apps if they I don't know they don't look like they have a six-pack or something that's like really not necessarily important for a healthy relationship so it was that maybe you might kind of fall for them of their personality and then when you see them you are also like oh yeah they're definitely attractive they might not look like a supermodel but you can to you they're attractive and that's what I really wanted to capture that you don't it doesn't have to be the first thing you see and like about someone which is what the apps push a lot I think Mm, definitely so when I said to you that I wanted to speak to you about your podcast because of the fact that it is based on personality and I mentioned to you that I do all this work on body image so you obviously thought about body image what has been your experience or the experience of your guests in terms of body image and this experience of meeting people with just listening to their personality um yeah it's it's an interesting one um because the apps I feel like if you google what are the top tips of you know getting a successful app profile dating app profile it will always say include a full body photo of yourself and I think they suggest that because they assume that people want to know that element whereas actually obviously on the podcast you don't see that at all Um, and I think people have quite enjoyed not really knowing what their body type is and also not prejudging on that I mean body types in general are so oh they're just such a minefield aren't they you know like we go through body trends and all this thing of a bad diet culture and insecurities that are forced on people and 
I think it's been a fresh take for people to say, you know what, I don't really care what body type they are because I like the personality. Um, and that was definitely the case with, obviously, I've not been on the podcast myself, but from previous experiences, I would definitely swipe right for guys that maybe had some gym pictures or that looked like they physically looked after themselves. Um, and I didn't have any of that with my um, current partner. He he didn't have any like full body photos on his app, I don't think. Um, not ones that would obviously show off what he looked like aka gym pictures or whatever so um I think when I initially met him on that uh it was a social distance picnic date he wasn't as tall as I expected or I don't know he just wasn't really what I pictured body type wise but it didn't really matter and um I thought that was really powerful do you think that's because you've got to know him beforehand and you spent all that time a hundred percent. And I felt really confident that we'd get on. And I think that was a big thing I really wanted to capture as well, that I felt really safe going into that date. And there's definitely been dating apps that I haven't felt that way because either they are basically a stranger to me because we've had like exchanged like three messages and then met up for a drink or, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of like another example, but or maybe I've just swiped right for super superficial reasons and I know exactly what they look like, but I've, I haven't delved into that personality. So then I think my insecurities were projected back on me a bit thinking, oh, I hope they like me because, you know, maybe they're really into people that have six packs too. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, That's an interesting thing. And I was going to ask you that actually, that I think we subconsciously score ourselves you know when you say someone's a 10 and that kind of thing but i think we subconsciously have a level for ourselves and so depending where you're at you may match with someone that you think is either better or worse than you because of how you're feeling because i know myself i think i've matched with people that have been what i would consider less than me but i think it's because i've been really insecure at the time yeah exactly i think we're really good at comparing ourselves to others and that's where a lot of our body confidence and insecurities come from um it's it's natural to obviously have self-doubt everyone will at some point and I think it's like a constant journey of I need to be body confident but also like don't be too hard on yourself at the same time like it, it is a journey it takes time and it's it's like practice because mm, also even if you were a 10 out of 10 for example and you were validated by society that that's how you looked like you fit the beauty standards of the world today mm that still might change and if someone yeah. meets you and they like you because of that and that's the main reason they like you what's going to happen then like if there's a long-term relationship and your body changes you have babies you age you get injuries whatever happens to you you're not always going to stay the same so if it is yeah. based on all those superficial things then is it going to last is it going to work yeah it's never going to last exactly and like the whole a whole successful relationship is you have to be yourself but with your body it fluctuates constantly I fluctuate like honestly within 20 kg I fluctuate my body weight all the time and I'm fine with that because I know that you know it's normally reflective of where I am in my life like if I'm really busy with work and podcasts and everything else obviously my weight's going to go up because I don't have time <laughs> to walk 10,000 steps a day and do all the other things that people tell you you need to do but then um I did notice when I was reflecting on what I'd like to talk about today that 
I am definitely my thinnest when I'm single. And I don't think that is because I'm healthiest. I actually think that's when I'm reflecting most on what I look like and what others perceive me as. And it heightens my insecurities. And that's why I lose weight, not because I'm healthy or I feel like I want to. It, it's probably not a choice. It's a subconscious thing of I know I'm going on dates and I want that person to like me and think mm. I'm attractive. So I probably, you know, I'm not the healthiest or happiest because I'm probably starving my body of things that needs just so I look a certain way, which um, is obviously terrible. <laughs> yeah I'm really glad that you brought that up actually it does link to one of my questions because I was interested in how people feel about their body image when they're in a relationship and when they're single because for me I consider myself a newly single person even though it's been a year and a half but yeah. by, because most of my life I've actually been in a relationship so those are many many years of being married and in long-term relationships mm. that then is actually when I suffered most with eating disorders and body image so probably it's because of all of those factors but even though I had a relationship with someone who loved me and said they loved me in any body size, I actually then felt that you're lying to me, <laughs> you know, yeah. because I was like, well, you loved me then. Does that mean that now I've changed? You don't love me now? Because obviously the way that I was feeling, it was all projecting back on the other person. But actually being single now, in the very beginning, I thought, oh, does this mean now I need to change my body? You know, is it, are people going to judge me on the way that I look? Do I need to try my best, you know, with, in terms of my aesthetics? And now I've just come to this place of acceptance. I'm not desperately trying to seek a partner. I'm quite happy on my own and I'm enjoying yeah. this process, especially having not had it before. Um, but I'm just showing up as I am. And I feel like that's probably the best place to be because then when I do meet someone, they're going to meet me as, as I am. They're going to know what I'm about and the body image work that I do. And my body isn't going to stay as it is. So if I am thinner when I meet them or bigger when I meet them, whatever, that's who I am. And it's it's going to change and they will know that about me. Yeah, it's, that is just the best start to you knowing that they're not picking you for your physical attributes. You can have confidence that they're picking you mm. for for yourself, for your personality. And I think that's way more long lasting and important. But I, I love how you said that you're enjoying the journey because I think it can be so easy to get bogged down in dating's awful you know I'm having all these terrible experiences no one's picking me no one's no one likes me or whatever your thoughts around dating can be and it is meant to be fun it's meant to be a fun thing and I think sadly a lot of the tools that are meant to help us and make it easier do make us get rejected more and have all of these terrible feelings um that can come with rejection you know as humans we're not meant to deal with rejection very well it's a survival mechanism going back all the way to when we were cave people um you know if you were rejected from your social circle that meant you'd probably die and that's yeah. why it's such a trigger for us mentally if if we get rejected and if you're constantly being rejected on a dating app obviously that's going to make you feel terrible <laughs> like yeah. your brain's wired that way it's not surprising and i think people yeah start to really hate the journey so it's really nice that you're enjoying it and you're just taking your time and not not rushing things yeah that's that's another point as well that I think it's a learning experience isn't it you're learning about yourself mm. and with each person that's in front of you you get to learn something else and even if it's just the way that you deal with rejection like you said yeah you, you can you know work on that and just see how you respond to things it's interesting because yeah. you don't see that if you're on your own. You could be like, I'm single and I'm not dating anyone and I'm not going to date anyone. You think that you've got it all sorted, but whatever was there is only going to come back when you're then faced with someone else and they can yeah. mirror that to you. Definitely. 
definitely it's super interesting and I think like you said you learn you can take a positive away from every date you have being like it was a story it was an experience I met a new person you never know if they could be useful down the line as a friend or a colleague or that you know meeting new people is never a bad thing I think unless they're really terrible but Mm. then you've probably got a nice story to tell your friends and share you know like you can probably spin it into a positive whatever as long as that's your mindset and I think so much of body image body confidence and dating is a mindset shift you know accepting who you are embracing the journey and just trying to think of the positives and being optimistic about it absolutely so it takes off that pressure of this person that they have to become something and you could just see it as it could be nothing or that I could make a friend out of this yeah exactly so thinking about actual dates then do you or any of your people that you've spoken to on your podcast have any really amazing dates where you can get to know someone's personality because I had a date with someone and I didn't realize we were going to do this. It just sort of happened at the time, but we ended up in the forest and slacklining. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I have a, quite a few hobbies and sometimes I carry them around in my bag or in my car. So I have a few things to my bow and it, I actually having done it with this person, I then thought this would be an amazing date because you learn so much about someone's character by how they handle mm-hmm. trying a challenging thing. Like, firstly, the guy didn't like the fact that I was really good at it and he wasn't. (laughs) And the way he responded, I was like, oh, this is good. (laughs) And then it just went on from there. Yeah, that's really interesting. I, I I mainly get bad dating stories on my podcast, but I did have a really good first one that was similar. Not it wasn't outdoorsy, but it was they ended up accidentally at a sort of rave. Um. And it was meant to be a quiet bar where they were going to get drinks and pizza. And it just turned out that at that venue that night, they were doing like a grunge DJ set. And this guy was like, I thought she'd react so badly being like, I don't want to go here. Like, let's try and find something else. But it was a busy Friday night and he was worried that they just wouldn't find anywhere. But she was she was really up for it. And she was like, actually, let's just go for it and see what happens. And obviously then he learned from that date that she was spontaneous and she liked to do things that were maybe a bit outside the box. And so did he. So not only did they have a really nice time, he learned a bit more about what she's about and if she's like flexible and confident and all these sort of things that are really important and that you probably wouldn't get from just sitting in a pub and, or going for coffee um, or a walk or something that, you know doesn't I don't know what the word is maybe doesn't engage someone as much Uh, but I have had a very interesting feedback on my podcast from one person that they said they don't like doing activities on the first date (laughs) they thought it was a an excuse maybe or a cop-out for someone who doesn't have a lot to talk about so he thought um just going for a drink was the best because you can basically get out of someone if they can talk to you and for how long and if they can actually hold their own in a conversation whereas he said the the mini golf versions of dating he'd class as um not not the best because it's a fallback so it kind of you can't tell if they have enough conversation to hold with you because they can just talk about the activity Mm, that's really interesting it's really interesting I've never thought of it like that because I myself have always gone for maybe more interesting first dates because 
um, maybe like yourself, I am quite competitive and I like to see how someone acts in that environment. Like if I win, are they going to be annoyed? <laughs> mm. if, um, if and they... also if you're doing the physical thing with them, you know that you can then talk to them outside of that, I think. Whereas the other way around, although they might be a good talker, you don't know that they'll be interested or have anything good to say in the physical side of things. Yeah, exactly. I think there's pros and cons for both and it's really up to the individual probably to decide but I think as long as you don't go to a, a movie or a concert where you can't really learn anything about someone because you're you know you can't even talk to them or interact with them you're just watching something yeah um, definitely <laughs> it's probably going to be okay you can probably work something out that's a good way not to talk to someone <laughs> yeah there are people that say they go on movie dates and I'm like that's a terrible idea unless, <laughs> you know you're a few months in and you you just want some quiet time unless <laughs> or it's maybe a drive in and it's like grease yeah, something you've seen a million times something you've seen exactly because <laughs> um, you literally can't talk so <laughs> so I have a question about attraction versus distraction okay so do you think a podcast like yours or blind dating could help us find real attraction and not get distracted by the way someone looks and i say that in the sense that i've actually had this myself and i said to you that i i had a rating of myself that was unconscious and then always attracted someone that i thought was a lesser rating and mm. i actually had a fear of people who i thought were really attractive right. and then if i did meet someone really attractive i might find myself maybe becoming a people pleaser because I really want that to work so I, I'm that's the distracted part so I'm sort of distracted by how they're looking and not being relaxed and being my true self exactly yeah that's true it is exactly that I think it can go both ways if you think you're more attractive than someone you could just not give them a second chance because you've rated yourself above them or you I don't know you're maybe your ego's got in the way but I definitely have had the other version that you're talking about as well where you think someone's maybe rated a bit higher than you in a, in the physical attributes areas and then you try and act up and I definitely think a podcast or blind dating can take those elements away because realistically if they write into you for a podcast or when you go on a blind date obviously they tick on their sheet if they'd like to see you again you already have that confidence that they like you you don't need to go out for extra validation I've, I've been told that a lot that people feel really flattered when someone writes in for their podcast because they know that it's only based on what they've said and what they sound like it's it's not based on anything else so I think that would give you extra confidence that okay maybe when you do meet them eventually or you see them you do think they are more physically or less physically attractive than yourself but you can you are probably more likely to relax be yourself and give them a chance because they've written in for you it's like they've chosen you and mm, it's a bit so more personal real than attraction a, than an app yeah exactly like so many of my guests say that on apps they swipe mindlessly that they're not really like swiping for the person they're swiping in a bad mood or because they need an ego boost or you know for many other reasons or they're just feeling lonely and they would quite like to book some dates in they're not really taking into account every single person's profile in depth so if they find you if they found you physically attractive then they've swiped for you but that probably adds extra pressure that when you go, you know, oh, the only thing they really know about me is what I look like. So I probably need to look my best. You know, you won't wear comfortable clothing. You'll wear the most uncomfortable clothing that you think looks great. Maybe mm. you'll buy a new outfit. Um, but then 
I've definitely done this before where I've tried to like buy a new outfit or new dress and it's got like maybe some difficult ties or I've never worn it before and then I realized throughout the day maybe the ties like come undone and I'm constantly fiddling with it or or the skirt rises up and I'm constantly pulling it down and you're just the whole evening you're so focused on what you look like you can't enjoy yourself or be yourself so with that being said do you think it would be better to have a first date that you're really comfortable maybe it's a coffee and it's in the daytime doesn't involve alcohol and you can just dress normally yeah I think I still think I my favorite advice for what to wear on a first date is wear what you'd wear to go out with your best friends to a bar even if it's so it still could be like a nice dinner or you know it's something you would could do with friends or family um but you would never buy an a really uncomfortable outfit for that occasion you just wear whatever you think you look best in um probably an old like favorite outfit um and you can just go with that I don't yeah I mean obviously if you're going on a walk you could probably wear your trackies or your gym gear but I'm I wear gym gear constantly so I would never mind rocking up to a date in gym gear but I can imagine for some people that would (laughs) that wouldn't want to be the the first impression of what what the other person saw which I understand Mm. so let's talk about red flags and rose-tinted glasses okay do your guests ever share any red flags with you hmm let me think because I feel like that'd be a good opportunity to learn from other people's red flags because sometimes you might experience something and not know that person's got into a relationship with that person and it's turned into the red flag yeah because I have when I say rose tinted glasses I have a poem that I wrote about an ex of mine and it's called rose tinted glasses because when you wear rose tinted glasses red flags look like pink flags don't they yeah so you can easily just like let something slide you think oh it's just a one-off or they didn't really mean that and you know you really want something to work and you can you know ignore a sign that is actually a red flag yeah definitely um I mean I've had some very obvious ones from um often people like to share their worst dating story so often the the red flags are very red sparkling in your face aka one girl um she went on a date and um the guy said he wanted to pay for everything and she was quite happy to split but he was like no this is my treat so she let it happen and then when they got back to her car he said he wanted to see her again he had a really nice time and she was honest and said um I didn't really feel a romantic spark or whatever the basically I do not want to see you again and then he forced her to split the bill then and like Venmo her money (laughs) (laughs) and obviously that is just shocking because it shows that he didn't really want to pay for it like he said he wanted it as a transaction he was using that as Mm. you know I you now owe me uh, what either if it was a second date or more time he was only willing to pay for that if it was gonna go somewhere um which yeah is not not the reason you should pay for someone on a date obviously you should do it because you want to do it and you want to you know that's the gesture you want to make just to be I don't know whatever you feel like generous or courteous Mm. but in that situation good to know on that first date so you've yeah. learned pretty quickly what he's about. <laughs> and he's stingy probably as well. <laughs> I've had some more superficial ones. Like um, a girl said that a boy picked his ear <laughs> oh. <laughs> on a date and then, in, and then in front of her ate his own earwax. 
<laughs> no, shocking. And she took away. He was from obviously that. very relaxed. <laughs> exactly. She said there was no chance he even realized that he did it. It was obviously oh, just no. such a self-conscious thing. And she she just took <laughs> she just took away from that. He's clearly got very low hygiene. <laughs> or maybe he's been single too long. Yeah. Which leads me to a question that I have actually with things like that, do you just ghost the person or do you give them feedback? <laughs> Well, we, we to help asked, the next girl. <laughs> I asked her this. I was like, "Did you say anything?" And she was like, "I, I couldn't." She was like, it, it, "She was like, maybe if he didn't do it so naturally, I could have <laughs> like stopped him midway." Or she said it was just so quick and so um, obvious or purposeful <laughs> that she couldn't. <laughs> but mm. yeah, um, she said she just made her excuses. Um, but then he insisted on walking her back, which was, I think, a bit of a bit of a sticky situation. <laughs> but she managed to ditch him on the tube somehow. But yeah, hilarious. What are your thoughts on ghosting? Oh, oh gosh, this I have so many thoughts on ghosting. You know, I don't love to say this because it doesn't portray the podcast in the best light. But I do think um, it's good to be honest. And I think it's, it's the societal problem that we've got is ghosting. I still have people that um, get involved with the podcast dating process, and they ghost people. Um, whether that's they've written in or they're a guest on the podcast, it's happened both ways. And it's just such, it's just so frustrating. Um, as someone who's trying to facilitate positive dates and positive dating experiences because obviously ghosting is just a form of rejection and it's something that could be completely avoided just by a nice message just to say thanks but no thanks in a quick summary like I just think it's the polite and decent thing to do and it really really grinds my gears that people even though I ask people please do not ghost I physically ask them not to do it um, if they get involved in the podcast and people still do and I think that's just because it's so ingrained in our culture that it's acceptable to do that because of dating apps because people you know get hundreds of matches a day so they couldn't possibly reply or whatever excuse they like to give themselves um, when actually it's just being a decent human being what are your opinions on ghosting mm. yeah I agree although I think sometimes ghosting is actually welcomed so if somebody ghosted me, it might be the right person that I wanted to ghost me. <laughs> yes. It saves me that... having to have a conversation with them. And it kind of, you know, when it just sort of happens naturally, yes, you message call... less and less and I call that um, mutual ghosting as well. I think that's okay. The, t the type of ghosting I'm talking about is when someone's clearly reached out saying, I'd like to go, I'd like to meet you um, or I'd like to go on a second date. How would you feel about that? And then you don't get a response. So as in like, you've literally asked that person, I would like to see you again. And then you get nothing. If it's a slow fizzle of conversation, I wouldn't call that ghosting. I'd call that, yeah, either a mutual ghost or just it fizzled out and mm. no one was that bothered. But obviously in that situation, I've had it before where it's fizzled and then someone's noticed it's fizzled. So it's brought it up saying, hang on, I've uh, just noticed that, you know, maybe this conversation's died. Would you like to see me again? Yes or no. And then they've not replied. And that is what I hate, that side mm. of ghosting. Yeah, especially when given that opportunity, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. It's it's when someone's clearly put themselves on the line and put themselves being vulnerable, asking you a question of, I would like to see you again. How about you? And then not replying to that, I just think is 
horrific. Yeah, I wish people would be a bit more honest because you can really tell someone's energy through text messages because you can even see red flags just the way that people text you. I had someone messaging me demanding that I send them a video of myself. And this was like over Christmas time. They just wanted to see that I was a real human being, which I understand. But over Christmas, I was with my family. I was busy. I was also suffering with the flu and I just couldn't be bothered to be on my phone. So because I didn't get back to them in time, you could see the demand in the messages where they were like, just take you two minutes, just send me the message. And I thought, oh, my God, this is too much. I could just tell the energy was really forceful. Yeah, and intense. And uncomfortable. 100% and you know I always think it's so important to take those small things and make them bigger like I once had a friend who dated someone who every time they argued he'd just leave the room and that if you scale that up to when you're married what's he going to do every time you argue is he going to disappear for days is he going to like get in his car and just drive away leave the house like you it's not that's not a conflict style you can manage to deal with long term like you 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 need to be able to discuss issues and talk them out and like you said you've got that really bad vibe of that guy that he would be demanding what else would he be demanding about in the future probably some really serious things if you know like he can't even be patient enough to wait for you to send the video on your own terms or whatever Mm. um it's just yeah it's really interesting that these small things that people do. I also think leaving someone on red for days is another one. I um, I like to say, if you're going to reply to someone, don't open the message until you have the time to reply. Um, because number one, you're going to forget about it, like always. <laughs> or, or it just looks like you're playing some game. And again, with dating, I yeah. don't, you don't want to have games. You don't want to have like, the, fe- the horrible feeling of confusion like my one of my favorite lines of advice is if you're confused it's a no because they're not treating you with the respect and dignity that you deserve probably because they're they're keeping you on a string they're trying to manipulate you mm. um so many so one many of things. my favorite lines is if it's um if it's not a hell yes it's a hell no hey yeah exactly <laughs> it's similar like i have to but- remind myself of that sometimes <laughs> yeah me too I've definitely been with people that I've tried to hold on to for too long that are not committing to me um because I don't know why maybe because I like them too much or I just felt like I made excuses for them probably and like you said I was in my rose tinted glasses not seeing the red flags seeing only Mm. amber flags pink flags (laughs) um this is why I think it's quite good to be on your own like for both parties and to meet someone who's had some time on their own, because I think some people just stay in relationships and they could be not treating that person well, because that's not who they really want to be with. They're Mm -hmm. hanging on to them just so they're not alone in between the last relationship and the next one. Whereas if they were happy to be on their own, they could be honest with that person that they're not the one they're looking for. Just to have that time on your own and then wait till you do meet the person that was actually a good match. 100% because I think a lot of the time also I've definitely had this where I've been trying to change people for what they want so is and they've told me I don't want a serious relationship even though deep down I know that's my end goal so I've tried to be like oh no it's not really my end goal either or I've been like oh they'll probably change their mind and that's another great piece of advice Mm. if if someone tells you who they are believe them like do not 
do not try and say like oh maybe I can change them I feel like especially as women we're great at that we we love thinking that you know I'm, I'm the one that will change their mind about that particular thing um especially when it comes to things that you know you really want if it's marriage or kids or I don't know moving to another country I've seen that quite a bit I don't think that's talked about very much where someone said I want to go work abroad and the other part or I want to go even I've had one couple where she wanted to move back to Manchester and he wanted to stay in London and it's they're still together but it's always a problem because they 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 still kind of just brush over it a bit and they just they're hoping one one or the other will change eventually but if who knows if they ever will it's really difficult Mm. Interesting. So this podcast is going to be aired around Valentine's Day. So I thought I could ask you a little bit about that. And obviously for the people who are single and who are going to be alone, I don't want them to feel like they're missing out, me included. (laughs) (laughs) I'm quite happy being single, but I think we need to have some things for single people and Mm. to highlight that it is also great being single. So if you were single on Valentine's Day, would you date yourself? Oh, yeah, 100 percent. I am. When I was single, I would always do things with my girlfriends I love galentines I think that's a lovely idea um I know it's cheesy and it's corny but um I um I am good at dating myself I still do it even though I'm in a relationship now I take myself to the cinema all the time when I was single I did um I can't I can't quite remember what it was called it did have an official name it was basically like how to be good alone and there was like various stages you went through. So the first one was like taking yourself out for breakfast. And then it went all the way up to going to a bar by yourself, which I didn't love, but I did it. I did all the steps you and I did tried them all. it. Yeah, I did them all. And um, a few of them really stuck with me. And the main one was going to the cinema. I love going to the cinema by myself. Um, because subconsciously, if you go with other people, apparently you can't not think what they're thinking or like worrying about what they're thinking or just Mm. you know it really impacts your view of the film um so especially for ones that maybe other people might find a bit embarrassing or not cool I like to go to because I'm like I know that no one else's thoughts are gonna intrude mine and I can just enjoy Mm. the film for what it is at face value or what it means to me at least but yeah I think it's such a good idea if you're feeling not that great about this Valentine's Day make some plans like treat yourself do something that will make you feel good move your body or yeah yeah, even if it's just you know going to your favorite gym class or um sometimes when I'm you know like to feel I treat myself I like to pay extra for expensive classes so I go to like soul cycle or Barry's or you know they're 12 those in London (laughs) yeah they're like 20 pound a class it's like it's really expensive but it's something that you know you it's going to make you feel really good you're going to get loads of endorphins and who knows you might meet someone there (laughs) I think they're about half the price up here if anyone that's listening who's up in Liverpool (laughs) oh I love that yeah we haven't got soul cycle but we do have Barry's do you have one Red Bull no no you probably have some other spin versions I think London's a little bit more funky than we are oh, funky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of spin classes so yeah oh, I teach spin <laughs> oh really oh, yes yeah, so I'd like a day off on Valentine's for myself <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but it's interesting though like you said if you take yourself on a date you're you're not waiting for someone else to do it so it's like it does relate to body image in a way as well where people say oh when I've got that body then I'll be happy and a lot of people who are single think when I've got that relationship then I can do these things but actually you can do all of these things now like you can be happy now regardless of what your body shape and size is oh yeah exactly like both like your body and 
being in a relationship do not define happiness at all there's so many other factors to what makes you happy you can meet the most unhappy people that have you know the supposedly best body or are in a really long-term relationship it does not equal happiness at all um and i think we're all hopefully trying to be a bit better at just you know trying to figure out what makes us happy and being a bit selfish with it sometimes I think um just you know doing what makes you happy and not trying to please people constantly yeah so, you need to that's why we need that time on our own because you need to learn what does make you happy yeah you and no then you one can else bring your true self to your relationship exactly no one else can show you that only you can explore that and figure it out and there might be some things you do that you don't enjoy but you, you then know don't you it's kind of like your career you can't have your perfect career path the whole time otherwise you never know what you don't like and what you don't want to do like that information is still valuable mm, exactly Help now well, down. I've taken lots of your time already today and I really appreciate <laughs> you right. being here it's been really fun talking to you I've is really there anything it. else that you wanted to say before you go uh I guess the only thing I'd like to say is if you would like to be on the podcast I am um coming to Manchester this year I'm doing Ooh. like a Manchester month madness so um I had a listener reach out who's from the north and she was like the north is ready like expand so I I reached out oh, to definitely back. <laughs> yeah I, I was thinking that actually and all the people on your podcast sound very young so I wondered if you had any older people yeah like, <laughs> 40 I like plus I'm 40 now <laughs> well I do say 20 to 40 so you would you would fit um <laughs> but I I have had quite a few um people that have also requested that so it's definitely all these things I'd love to look into I just need to find you know the time the money all the things that you need to expand a business <laughs> mm, amazing but so we, we've got lots to look forward to yeah exactly so if anyone would like to come on or date a character um you can find me at single sounds i managed to get that actual handle on instagram which is shocking i don't know how it was a sign um <laughs> so it's just easy single sounds on yeah twitter tiktok instagram and then on all obviously normal podcasting platforms apple spotify wherever amazing thank you so much for your time no thank you so much for inviting me i've loved it awesome